Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Have you ever noticed if you get those wonderful little purpley things growing on your legs coming from underneath your skin? Well, you know, that could be your veins. And today we're going to talk a little bit about when you should treat those, why you should treat those if you need to, and what are some of the signs and symptoms of concern that could lead somebody to need to do something surgical about their veins, or maybe even find out it's not their veins. It could be another condition we'll talk about called lymphedema. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Woody Chung. He's from the Vein and Skin Center of Hawaii. He has got over 10 years of experience, and we're going to be talking today all about veins. So thank you for joining me on The Body Show. Thank you for having me. Now, we all have veins. We need them. So like arteries bring blood flow to the body's tissues and oxygenated blood, and then the veins bring it back to the heart. Exactly. So we need veins. Exactly. Okay. So when we talk about veins that you focus on, are these mainly veins in the legs that you're looking at that might have caused some troubles or dilated? Can you get the same thing in other parts of the body? Uh, Predominantly, most of my practice does focus on veins in the legs. And um, I do uh, do some cosmetic work on on the hands and and maybe on the chest uh, for some veins. But purely medical issues are predominantly in the legs. And do you think that's just because of gravity? Yes, it's gravity. We stand. we stand, and also the fact is that the pressure systems in our in our body works in a different way below our diaphragm, which is the middle of our you know chest, and so uh, below that, um, gravity has a pretty big part on causing issues with your veins. So what I think of when I think of veins is sort of like if you look at a straw, and you kind of could put little valves or little stops in that straw. That's kind of how the blood gets sort of pumped up from one level to the next level, next level, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. And that pumping action doesn't happen in the veins. It happens in the muscles around the veins. You're absolutely correct on that. And uh, we kind of split it into two systems. One is a deep system, and then the other is a superficial um, system. And the ones that really we worry about or what we can do something about are the superficial system. And um, But we I evaluate both systems to make sure that they are functioning well. And, and it's a good point that you make because patients don't really understand how the veins work. And that's a very good uh, analogy um, in terms of how uh, veins work um, by moving blood through valves and and trying to get it back to the heart. Which is why if you stand all day without walking around or squeezing those calf muscles, that could potentially lead to blood kind of getting stuck down at the bottom, gravity-wise, exactly. and not making its way up where it belongs. Exactly. And so that translates into symptoms, uh, which patients uh, complain about, and, and the most common symptom is pain. When we talk about pain, is it the usual pain like, ow, it hurts, or is it more of like a throbbing kind of a pain? Or when people come to see you, mm-hmm. what do they describe that as? I, I think the the symptom that is most often um, relayed to me is that as they're standing, their calves feel achy. 
Um, and then beyond that, I mean, there's also crampiness. There's also some throbbing. Some patients complain of burning and itching symptoms. Um, and so, but the most common symptom is aching. And is it hereditary? Yes, it's very much so. So look yeah. at your look at the veins of your family members, exactly. and that may be your future. Exactly, you can't <laughs> run away from your family and their veins and their legs. <laughs> so we've talked about you know there's a deep system and there's a superficial system. Most of the troubles that mm-hmm. we look at tend to be the superficial system because we can see them in exactly. certain people. But can you live without a superficial system of veins? Can you live just with deep veins? Um, some patients can, but there. Are, are so many veins in our legs and a majority are in the superficial system that uh, it would be hard to get rid of every vein in the superficial system. So you've got some extras. Oh, yes. And some tend to uh, want to grow again. And, and so it's, it's probably one of those uh, conditions that we have patients coming back yearly to get treatment. So when we talk about them coming to present to, to you, mm-hmm. they might describe some of these symptoms. Is the first idea that they should just elevate their legs? Or I've heard a little bit about compression stockings. Mm-hmm. When someone first comes in with symptoms, tell me about how you do the evaluation. What would be the process? Um, the process would to be firstly to find out uh, what you mentioned, family history, um, also age of onset, um, if if they're female, have they ever been pregnant? And that can be a big factor. And also their occupation. Um, once we go through that and we make sure that there isn't anything that on the exam that might be concerning like a DVT or a deep venous thrombosis, then I'd proceed and do an ultrasound of the legs. And that way I can take a look at both the deep system as well as the superficial system. And we can rule out certain causes of the pain or or rule it in. And then we would offer um, what kind of treatment options will be available. And those treatment options could range from various things, compression yes. stockings all the way to surgery, exactly. and then some non-invasive things in exactly. between. And so what we typically recommend is a trial of compression stockings if they've not done it yet, um, elevating the legs and doing some exercise because, as you mentioned, the muscle pump or the calf muscle pump needs to be strengthened. And so there are some elderly patients that do see me that if they're not in a wheelchair or if they're having a hard time walking, even if they have the most horrendous bulging varicose veins, I will not offer them a surgical option. Um, compression stockings would be the mainstay of treatment. And why is that? Um, because their calf muscle pump is too weak, and then uh, the chance of having uh, a DVT would probably be a little higher at that point, and they wouldn't be even able to kind of circulate um, after the procedure. So because their outcome may not be good, if you have weak calf muscles, you can't change that by doing a surgical procedure. Exactly. So if you do have the ability to walk, keep going, keep walking, that'll help you. Exactly, exactly. Now, how do you differentiate leg swelling from venous disease to leg swelling from other reasons like water retention Mm -hmm. or there's that whole lymphatic system? A lot of people don't realize there's a whole other system out there. It's called the lymphatics. Yes, exactly. And that's a very good point. Um, On the physical exam, there are a few tests you can do to differentiate is this 
a uh, venous problem or a heart problem, or is this something just strictly lymphatic? And so we do some physical tests and some maneuvers, and at that point, um, I would probably say at you've made your diagnosis, you know, it's like, this is just by looking at it and how the patient presents, this is probably more venous or more lymphatic in nature. And then, um, and then obviously we would decide on, on the best options of treatment at that point. But neither one of those options, meaning the Mm -hmm. lymphatic or the Mm -hmm. venous, neither one would really be diuretics. Exactly. I I think Heart failure maybe. Yeah, heart failure maybe, but they would obviously present with other systemic uh, signs and symptoms. But definitely I don't I never ever prescribe Lasix or a diuretic ever in my clinic um, at that time. At that point. Well, because it doesn't work. It doesn't long term. Yeah. really do any good. Exactly, exactly. And that's something that I think a lot of people ask about is, can I just have those water pills? It's so much easier than <laughs> wearing the compression or mm-hmm. doing the walking because water pills make my legs skinny. Why can't I continue it? Yes. But it's not really getting at the true etiology of what's going exactly. on. Exactly, and right. um, it can cause other side effects. Yeah, yes. it definitely can. Yeah. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Woody Chung from the Vein and Skin Center of Hawaii. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about some of the options beyond compression stockings that can help people who have some veins that they may need to take care of. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Woody Chung from the Vein and Skin Center of Hawaii. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about vein issues and why water pills really are not the long-term solution to that. You know, I try and describe to people that water pills really only get rid of water that's not in the tissues, but that's actually in the veins. And when you have the the issue with varicose veins, that doesn't mean that you have extra water. It just means that the blood that you have doesn't circulate well. Exactly, and and that hydrostatic pressure that is created from insufficiency of your veins or malfunctioning valves um, causes the water to seep right back into your tissues. So it's like trying to pressure. drain a sponge. You exactly, can't. exactly. You got to squeeze it. Yes, exactly. Mm, that's where compression comes in. Exactly. That's why water pills don't work. Exactly. Because they can't squeeze the sponge. Exactly. Right. You're absolutely correct. I learned from some smart folks. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you're the one that's helping me out here. So when we talk about some of the options, mm-hmm. there's a variety of different things. There's taking care of varicose veins because they are cosmetically unappealing. Mm-hmm. And then there's taking care of varicose veins because they are physically causing symptoms. Yes. Let's talk about the physically causing symptoms side first and tell me what some of those options are. So if you try mm. compression stockings, yes. they help, but you still have symptoms or difficulties. You may need to do something further than just wearing stockings. Presumably, you're doing your walking, you're strengthening mm-hmm. your calf muscles. What are some of your other options? Um, the, if the compression stockings don't seem to fix the problem, um, we actually have the patient come back for a second evaluation. Um, if the if it's their first time doing this trial, and then at that point we would 
given the option of doing a minimally invasive procedure uh, to what we call close the vein that is causing all that hydrostatic pressure to build up in your legs and causing symptoms of pain and, and discomfort. So you mentioned you have <clears throat> extra veins in your legs mm-hmm. in the superficial system. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like closing a road that might be one of the back roads and mm-hmm. suggesting that maybe we're not going to give five options on how to get from Eva to Honolulu. Yeah, exactly. We're going to close this road too many potholes. Yes. Now there's four options, but yeah. there's still four options yes. to get to Honolulu. Yes. Yes, exactly. So there's still four other veins that mm-hmm. blood could go through. Mm-hmm. Just the one that's causing mm-hmm. a backup, we're just going to close that one. Exactly. So how do you close it? So um, in the past, traditionally, it was a surgical way of doing uh, what they called vein stripping, but it caused way too many complications and, and a loss of work, and, and patients were actually in a severe amount of pain after the procedure. And so... I guess in the late 1990s, you know, they started coming up with novel ways to close a vein. And one of it was using an ultrasound as a guide and then placing a laser or a thermal device like a radio frequency device into the vein that's problematic and then causing heat to close the vein. Uh, It required some anesthesia, but patients were actually back to work some in the next day or in the next week, and and, uh, there was hardly any surgical scars, and it was um, done in the office, and um, relatively quick, you know, it would be done like in 15 to 20 minutes, and the patient is walking out of there with compression stockings and and going home. Doesn't yeah. cause pain, quick relief. Exactly. And did it last a long time? Was it permanent? Um, so they did follow up, and we do a follow up to year, and we can see that the vein disappears, and so their symptoms disappear, and it's no longer a problem or an issue. And so we would just um, say that you're done. You know, I mean, that's basically um, permanent uh, solution uh, to a problem that needed surgery in the past. Yeah. So there was either surgery, take it yeah. out, mm-hmm. or now there's just get rid of it while it's still in. Exactly. And you can bypass that area. And exactly. So, so that particular vein is yes. no longer utilized. Yes. Does it ever grow back? Um, that area, no. Once it um, dies, pretty much it's, it's gone. It's gone. Um, other veins around it start to grow, you know, especially if they still have uh, flow in there. And then they can become problematic in the future. But again, it becomes a minimally invasive procedure, and and a lot of times those can be cosmetic. And so it's simply done uh, in the office um, without any type of um, uh, device or anything like that. But um, you know, nowadays uh, another novel treatment came out, and that's the Clarivane, which instead of using heat to close the vein, they actually use a sclerosin or a chemical plus a mechanical device. Um, It's done the same way where we use an ultrasound and we guide that device into the vein. Um, But the nice thing is that you don't have to do any local anesthesia. So instead of going to doing great lengths of doing all these needle injections to numb the area, a uh, patient is just very comfortable. It's done without local anesthesia. And patients who've had this procedure that we've treated in the office uh, report zero pain afterwards. Um, the next day, they feel like nothing was done. 
And their symptoms are gone. Exactly. Exactly. The same way. Where do you think we're headed next? Well, you know, if it was uh, medical, you know, advancements made rapid improvements, I mean, it would be great to be like Star Trek where they just wave a wand over something and everything's fixed. You know, I mean, that would be the the most uh, efficient way of treating things. But um, at this point, I think, you know, there's this is probably probably on the cutting edge of medicine right now um, and in terms of low risk, low complication, and virtually no pain afterwards. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, who doesn't want a procedure where there's no pain, low risk, Mm -hmm. no complications, and you're ready to just go forth and go back and enjoy your regular activities? Exactly. Would anyone with bad veins these days have to go to surgery? Or could some of these minimally invasive procedures do well enough that they could avoid a procedure at all? Yeah, I would say about 98% of my patients... You know, they they didn't have to undergo any type of surgery. Ninety eight percent. That's a, that's a good number. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And there are some that, um, if the vein is really tortuous in there, that I can't get. You know, I, I did the ultrasound and I looked at it. And I go, oh man, I wouldn't be able to get any laser or anything. Then I would give them the option that you might try vein stripping. Uh, that might be an option or. We can do multiple injections to the area or sclerotherapy under ultrasound guidance, and that might be another option, but we would have to maybe do multiple treatments on that. So, um, But I would say routinely, I mean, surgery can be avoided. Yeah. And a lot of people want to avoid it. It's not that surgery doesn't work. Exactly. It's just if there's an easier, safer way to do it, who exactly. wouldn't want to sign up for that? Exactly. Can you ever have more than one problem? Could you have a combination of venous disease and lymphedema? Yes. In which case, would they still qualify to do some of these minimally mm-hmm. invasive vein procedures with the idea that it may not completely cure things, but it might help a little bit? Yes, exactly. And that's a very good point because there are some patients that even though we take care of the venous problem, their lymphatic problem sometimes can get worse um, and they need to be uh, you know, educated on that. And so they may have to wear uh, compression stockings for the rest of their life. Even if they've done the procedure, exactly. but that's just because sometimes it would get rid of some of the symptoms, maybe mm-hmm. reduce it a little bit, yes. maybe not completely. Exactly. Now you talked about sclerotherapy. Mm-hmm. What exactly is that? It's um, we're, we're injecting a uh, FDA-approved um, sclerosin, or it's a chemical, but it's uh, nowadays we use a detergent, and um, it is able to close the vein and actually provide um, ablation, but we call it chemical ablation or cl- chemical closure of the vein, so that it can relieve some of the pressure. On the, on the legs, as well as treat cosmetic um, spider veins. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of those cosmetic reasons that someone may want mm-hmm. to fix their veins. So we will go ahead and take a quick break. I'm here with Dr. Woody Chung from the Vein and Skin Center of Hawaii. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here with Dr. Woody Chung. He has over 10 years of experience at the Vein and Skin Center of Hawaii right here on Oahu. And we're talking today about venous disease. What happens when you get those squirrely-looking veins that are all over your legs? If they cause symptoms, we just talked about some easy ways to treat it that are non-invasive and generally can allow you to recover and go back to your activity pretty quickly. Let's talk about some of the cosmetic issues, because a mm-hmm. lot of folks may not have a lot of symptoms from the veins, mm-hmm. but they see them, they don't like the appearance, mm-hmm. or maybe they want to get rid of them for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that we can take care of veins cosmetically, and mm-hmm. why might someone want to do that other than just appearance? Um, there are some patients, a little subset of patients that actually have pain on those spider veins, and they describe it as burning and itching. And so um, I do recommend doing sclerotherapy to get rid of the pain. And once the vein is gone, it, it relieves pressure off that um, those nerves that are causing that burning and itching, and, and they actually feel better. Um, and not everybody has those symptoms, but um, they do come in, and so... Uh, we offer that to them, and they're very satisfied afterwards. Could cosmetic-related symptoms ever lead to, or cosmetic-related veins, mm-hmm. ever lead to the medical degree where they have more symptoms? Um, that's why when they come in and we evaluate them, if there are spider veins in certain parts of the ankle and that seem to be possibly related to a medical etiology, I would do offer a full evaluation with the ultrasound. And a lot of times we do find that there is a medical cause. And so, uh, but they definitely have to have some symptoms of discomfort in their leg uh, in, in order for me to proceed with an ultrasound and further evaluation. If they just come in and they just say, I have no pain whatsoever, I just have these spider veins. And if the location looks like it's just not even related to those veins of question, then I would just uh, not even bother with the ultrasound and just treat them and uh, take care of the appearance of their legs. So in that case, you would be able to get rid of the cosmetic Mm -hmm. spider veins. Mm -hmm. And would they ever come back? Do they ever show up in other areas? I mean, Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder if the reason you have them is because of either a genetic susceptibility Mm -hmm. or extra pressure in an area, or you mentioned occupation. I presume standing a lot could give you troubles like this. Then just because you treat one area doesn't mean it isn't going to pop up somewhere else. You're totally correct. um, I mean, that's what I tell my patients all the time. It's... We're going to take care of it now, but a year, two years, or three years from now, you may want to come back um, because there some will start showing up in other areas. Um, uh, again, like I said, there's tons of veins in our legs, and to eradicate every one of them is very difficult. And so um, some areas decide to pop up later, and 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 we routinely see that more in young, you know, fertile <laughs> ladies who have one pregnancy, they got all these varicose veins or spider veins, we take care of it, then they get pregnant again, and then it's like, oh, dog, I'm here again because I just had another baby and I got all these veins again. So at that point, you know, it's like, yes, you know, we're going to have to be seeing you um, more frequently and and take care of these issues as they arise. Because one of the reasons is extra pressure in the pelvic Mm -hmm. area that can cause these veins to have difficulty getting the blood flow back to the heart like they want to. But, you know, for good reasons, they're having a baby. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes there are things that happen afterwards and you kind of have to deal with those. Now, are there any consequences 
to repetitive treatments of sclerotherapy to spider veins, to those cosmetic veins? Could you ever do too much sclerotherapy or there's not really mm-hmm. a danger dose? Um, per session, I mean, there is a limit to what I use um, just because there can be a danger to doing too much at one point. Um, however, repeated you know, frequency of, of treatment, uh, there hasn't shown any um, uh, ill effects. Now, um, you do have to be careful, and that's why you know, an experienced doctor or a nurse who does injections, um, they can recognize whether or not, oh, well, this might not be in an area that we want to inject, especially around the inside part of the ankles, uh, it may be communicating with an arterial, and then you can also cause some damage to the skin uh, from the injections. And so you have to be very careful about who you're treating and their history. And, um, I mean, for example, I mean, I turned away a patient um, just recently just because they had a high risk of having um, family history of having uh, DVTs. And so we ran a panel and, and found out that she does have a genetic predisposition. And so at that point, I decided, you know, we can do the injections, but do I want to take the risk? Um, is it beneficial to the patient? And we came to the conclusion, the patient and I, is like, maybe not a good idea. Let's let's just wait, you know. Because there are people who have those mm-hmm. genetic risks for clots, yes. in which case they may want to be extra careful with any type of procedure. Exactly and not encourage clots. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> I remember years ago I used to think that mm-hmm. having varicose veins was not associated with an increased risk of DVTs, mm-hmm. but then recently some studies have suggested that, you know, it could be, and you have mm-hmm. to take them seriously. Yes, exactly. And they've done some studies where someone would present with a superficial uh, clot, in their, and it would be painful, but they've done some studies to find out, oh, well, if they have a clot, on a superficial vein, which is not a really big deal, can we find another clot? Is there a correlation to any clots in the deep system? And they've actually some studies have shown that. And so um, some patients at that point you worry about, okay, they might be predisposed to um, generating clots. And so we would run a panel and, and do a further evaluation. And when you describe running a panel, you're looking at mm-hmm. some of those genetic susceptibilities. Exactly. Exactly. Factor five Leiden. Mm-hmm. You're looking at other things that mm-hmm. potentially could make someone more likely mm-hmm. to clot. Exactly. Because you don't. Mm, blood clots can be treated, mm-hmm. may not necessarily lead to a bigger condition, mm-hmm. but certainly if we can avoid it, we would yes. rather. Yes. So if people wanted to know more about veins or they wanted to maybe have their veins assessed, how would they find you? Um, simple. We're at our website, hawaiivein.com, um, and that's easy. And we also are, you know, we're located right in the uh, Ala Moana Pacific Center, and our number is uh, 949-8346, and uh, we'd be happy to evaluate any patient and um, go from there. Check out their veins, help them see if the mm-hmm. vein problem is there, mm-hmm. or if it's maybe that lymphedema exactly. situation, which I think a lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize how common that is. Yes, it's very They blame common. the veins, but it's actually something else. Exactly, uh, yes. But if you notice that your legs are swollen, the first thing you could do if you don't have heart symptoms mm-hmm. is you could start walking. Exactly. Walking. Get those calf muscles yep, going. Elevating the legs. 
Elevation, that's the other one. Yes. It always feels good. Yes. Go home and put your feet up. Yeah, exactly. There really is something to that. <laughs> yes. You know, it makes people feel better when they do that. <laughs> and so lots of options. They don't have mm-hmm. to be purely surgical. There's mm-hmm. plenty of different things they mm-hmm. could do these days. Exactly. All right. Well, I definitely want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. There's so much more to veins than just Mm -hmm. compression and elevation. Mm -hmm. Although those things help, Mm -hmm. there are plenty of other things that can be done. Mm -hmm. So if you have veins that bother you or cause symptoms, do get them checked out. It's Mm -hmm. certainly worth it to investigate that. Help could be on the way. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we talk about more health topics every Monday right here on The Body Show. We'll see you then.